Quit ear fucking me. Hello and welcome to the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. You are joining us for a very special episode, episode 150. Hell yes. Pam, 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 pam. Right? I don't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm pruning that soundboard. Yeah. Uh, we are joined today by none other than myself, Scott from Scottcast, and... Fan favorite, Ian Dixon. And of course, the Dreadpod King himself, Sneaky D. That's me, baby. There I'm back. Go. I'm here. I'm at, I have attended, and I'm not going <laughs> to just roll over and let my title be taken away by default just because I don't show up. I will say, it, this was the easiest <laughs> schedule of a Sneaky D episode we've had. And all it took was just threatening to take your pod king ship away if you didn't show <laughs> That's up. That's all you got to do. I'm a simple man. Yeah. <laughs> you threaten my title, I show up. You, you treat this like a WWE star of old. Mm-hmm. That's why they call me John Cena. Where's your soundboard now? Right, I don't have WWE. <laughs> yeah. I should. Like, like I'm going to have to take notes throughout mm. editing this to improve my soundboard. I've got a huge soundboard right now. It's... Massive. Half everything we've already done and half Jurassic Park quotes. It's like a soundboard on steroids. That's right. Like John Cena. Dun, dun. <laughs> I've watched a lot of John Cena recently. I've only been watching him in that uh, TV show. Peacemaker? Peacemaker. Exactly. That's my media. That's my piece of media that I'm going to be talking about. Okay, then we won't talk Ew. about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for later. So, speaking of uh, me assigning you guys a bit of, bit of homework before this cast, mm-hmm. this podcast is going to determine who's going to be Pod King probably for 50 episodes. Mm-hmm. We have fan favorite Ian Dixon. You were Pod King for like a little while. Is it 50? Because <laughs> <laughs> when did we switch? Because like it was, there's feud cast at 25 and then there wasn't the vote until, but you, uh, no, when you actually did the the voting, that's when I won, right? And that yeah. was at 100. Yeah. So, but you already Pod King before that. Right. So when did you arbitrarily hand it over to Ian? Like at 50? No, he won Feudcast. I won Feudcast. It was Feudcast. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it was 75 episode reign. Mm-hmm. So technically, <laughs> okay, so you ruled for 25 episodes. Yeah. Then Ian ru- ruled for 75. Yeah. And I've ruled for 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a good balance. Well, you could win. Yeah. Anyway, today we're doing the Tournament of Eloquence. Wow, that's very ethereal. <laughs> I didn't expect that sound, actually. <laughs> Tournament of Eloquence. And that's why we're doing this episode. So, fuck. Where was I? Fuck, baby. It's Whoa, very eloquent. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that's why I'm not competing. I'm just judging. And so, what the Tournament of Eloquence is, is basically a normal Scott cast. But for every segment we're doing, I'm going to give our contestants, fan favorite Ian Dixon and Sneaky D, a figure of rhetoric. Rhetorical devices that people use when they're talking. And I'm going to instruct them to do as much of that as possible to make their honest point about a topic. So expect this episode to be full of brainy, silly wordplay. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on wordplay as our the glue that holds us all together. Yeah. 
So, I mean, sneaky. You you were complaining about having a fifty episode reign, but I wasn't. I wasn't gonna play. I was just about to say, as long as I beat out, I'm already beat you. So, I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do? And you you said that you're not gonna compete in this one. That was the only thing I was worried about. I was like, oh god, what if Scott gets it back and he reigns for twenty six episodes? Then I'm in third place. You know, but no, that'll forever be you. Yeah. <laughs> because the next one's not gonna be. Just don't want to be last. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be the. See, that's the thing. You don't got to be. When you're, when a, you're in a zombie apocalypse, or maybe a zombie apocalypse, and they're getting chased. You don't got to be the fastest guy. You just don't want to be the slowest. That's all. You have to be the not slowest. Mm-hmm. Are you Are you saying I'm the weakling of the group? I'm saying you're gonna get zombied. Oh my <laughs> <He> goes, god! <laughs> you're like, oh, my fucking leg is cramping, and they're like, Scott, this is why we do cardio, man. I'm going to be the conspicuous survivor in zombies, at least the film adaptation. I will tell you that now just because of that mm. conspicuous survivor. Okay. Like it's going to be a nuclear blast and it's going to be me coming from. It'll the be, it'll be like the, like, I can't the twist it, ending. Yeah. I can't believe it was that guy. We think you die like way in the start, like but it. turns out you had an EpiPen. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say it's like I like just laid there for a whole movie. <laughs> I was gonna say like in Suicide Squad with the weasel when they think he's dead the whole time and then he wakes up and it's like there's no way the fucking weasel's dead and then he like <laughs> comes back to life. You're the weasel, Scott. I kind of wish that the weasel stayed dead. Anyway, <laughs> before we that's what people that say about much. you. Be like, I wish that that guy stayed dead. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the post credits. We'll do it in post credits. You know, everybody loves post credit shit, right? I like I like David's strategy of shitting on the person who's keeping score. Right, no. <laughs> that's a great point in a very small amount of space, Ian. <laughs> you haven't even laid out the rules for points yet. That's true, but before I do that, we gotta have an ad break. Athletic greens. I was gonna say, is it gonna be athletic greens? <laughs> it's highly effective. I mean, only one episode and you already got a sale. That's right. You know, so that's a that's already the most profitable <laughs> advertisement <laughs> we've you, ever done. You've made more money from your advertising than I ever have on One Life to Lift. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I mean, if you factor in everything, uh, the twelve dollars I got for your macro factor, I gave you fifteen dollars off on your next thing. I, I have made seventy five cents on YouTube since becoming a partner, so you got to factor that in. So I'm gaining on you right now. My media empire is. Uh, well ahead of the mm-hmm. game, let's just say. <laughs> Maybe you can uh, learn a thing or two during this episode about how to monetize, particularly with getting good sponsors. Think about it. Athletic Greens. Athletic Green Lantern? You're wearing a Green Lantern shirt, you know? I'm wearing a Green Lantern You just shirt. write athletic on there. <laughs> you just like, it just says athletic. You're like, what's with that? You're like, Athletic Greens, haven't you heard of it? I'm on the Athletic Green Lantern. Wow. That's your big marketing yeah, ploy? Yeah, you're, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, what we call hanging a lantern on it. You're going to draw some light to that subject, and you're the subject. You're going to get Greens. Athletic Greens sued by Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, we're also brought to you by Marvel. Or that's DC, right? DC, yeah. Oh, sh- whatever. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, to demonstrate a, a little bit of what the Tournament of Eloquence is going to be, I'm going to go ahead and do an element of rhetoric with this advertisement. It's called Congrees. And all that is, is making uh, giant lists of things, you know, and that is so easy with athletic greens. For instance, athletic greens is made from one of the highest quality ingredients in accordance with the strictest standards and obsessively improved based on the latest science with comprehensive nutrition, 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source nutrients in one convenient daily serving. And it's so easy to make Ian. You just put a tablespoon in water, shake it up, drink it, and enjoy. Love your life. Go on into the ether. 
transcending the human experience. Solid. Tell us all about those 75 minerals and yeah, list them all off for everyone. <laughs> We're going to punch that in. <laughs> it's you saying it as fast as possible. Does it? I'll, let me slow that down for you. Click, click. Isn't that a lot of ingredients? Yeah, it's a, you know what they say: quantity over quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So many ingredients, you're gonna be like, "Fuck this!" They all. I mean, the first ten looked all right. There's like heroin in the middle. Anyways, it does have a lot of benefits for daily use. Uh, it boosts your energy. It improves workout recovery. It aids digestion and sports immunity. You know, ever since I started taking athletic greens i don't know you've been taking athletic greens recently right david i have now okay well i did before when it was recommended to me but now that i've heard on scottcast i've just reignited my passion i was gonna say passion <laughs> but i couldn't call it a passion yet i mean it was better than the competition it tasted better i did try a different greens that was like a knockoff and it just didn't taste as good so i was like nah wait till scott hooks me up with that athletic greens again you know that's right. And I hooked you up with like thescottcast.com forward slash AG. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get your athletic greens. You know, ever since I've been taking my athletic greens, tell me if this has been happening to you. But I've been feeling like more energetic. I've been feeling more virile. I've been able to stay up like all night focusing on things. And and I've been like, like so thirsty for blood. Well, um. Well, I mean, I'm, I haven't gotten mine yet in the mail, but I'll I'll, I'll make sure I keep this that is, in mind for when I start taking it. Ever since this I've is been, the one that makes you lupine, right? No, oh no, that was last week. Oh, this one makes me fly at night. Yeah, and it, and uh, attracts damsels. Are to you me. mixing it with something, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> it's a supplement. You're supposed to mix it in with something. You're like, yeah, I mix it in with all sorts of stuff. I looked at my cocktail. passport and it said I was from Transylvania now. It just changed that for me too. Yeah? What are you, Nick Cage? Does it say you're Nick Cage? He's yeah. a Dracula now? I guess so. Okay. You're yes. He's a goth, I hear. Nosferatu. I'm a Nosferatu. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. I didn't even plan that. We're going to explain the, uh, are we going to gonna talk about the reference we just You're made? railroading the entire Athletic Greens ad. I mean, I, I've had enough, Mr. Green Lantern. I already bought your fucking product. Quit your fucking me with it. Let's go. <laughs> it's for the rest of the damn audience. It's a big episode. Maybe they would like some fucking high quality ingredients. Ever I think mean, of that? I, I guess I didn't, Scott, but now I've seen the light. Green Lantern's light. <laughs> See that light. You stare in that light until you go blind. Mm-hmm. Green lights, green powder, green energy, athletic green. You need like a Green Lantern-esque, like a green, green Lantern-esque kind of like little mantra that you say about athletic greens. <laughs> I should. I should. In darkest day rehearsed. or storm of night. You know, it's hard to rehearse though when like every month, like the side effects are different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's what makes it fun. It made me a vampire. Thisgotcast.com forward slash AG. Side effects include vampirism. Hell yeah. That was good. So that was Kent Ken- Congrees? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. It was Something Congress. like that. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, you guys got to do better than that when it comes to the rest of this episode. Because the Scott what? Castigators. Uh, the fucking rhetorical. For for listen, pay attention. For, for what? Listening you're, stuff? You're in a competition, Sneaky D. For God's sake. Yet. We're doing the, 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 the advertisements. Oh, my God. You don't he, think he that's d- part of it? He demonstrated. You, uh, you got to say go when the game starts. 
Because remember, you marked some shit down and I said, we haven't started yet, right? And you said, yep. And you were like, oh, but you're still marking. So you're marking stuff there, but you didn't say go. You got to say start or some shit. What episode are we on? 150. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you should know the drill by now. The drill is there is no rules. It's just the, the Wild West out here. Uh, anyway, we're on to the Tournament of Eloquence. <laughs> and go it's all that shit that you were bugging just god damn it interrupt and flow you know you're turning me ineloquent which is a negative because a truly eloquent person allows space for people to to talk and then like they banter back and forth and they use parallelism in their thought patterns there's a bibbity bit of bit of and then there's a there's a bibbity bobbity boo bitty boo Okay. Okay. You sound like a Jawa right now. You're, 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 you're stepping in on my gibbity ba. You're, okay. you're ruining the floor. Your chutzpah? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can't technically lose any points right now. I mean, I, I know you're too lazy to create another column for negatives. So yeah, you're right. at this point, it's like, I mean, I'm already at ground zero. So. Oh, so you're going to like bring the stuck ass on as soon as you get the, as uh, soon as the traction. As soon as I know, as soon as I need to turn it on. I hope that I get to scat to demonstrate my eloquence. <laughs> <laughs> you get to scat? <laughs> that was the bibbidi bop boop See? Uh, that's called scat? Yep. Like music? Yep. Oh, okay. I thought you meant scat as in like Shitting. animal droppings <laughs> or like that transportation down in Florida. It's like the south, the southern something, something transportation. Mm. And they call it scat. And I'm like, I'm going to ride with them. <laughs> That's classy. I'm like, wow, you guys um, didn't think that was a bad backronym, maybe? <laughs> like a shitty, shitty acronym. Jazz is the only thing saving them. Mm. All right. So we're going to start off the Tournament of Eloquence. With a beer review, mm-hmm. and the rhetorical strategy is synesthesia. Synesthesia. Oh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this comes. This comes from uh, Mark Forsyth's Elements of Eloquence. Mm-hmm. You can pick that up at thescottcast.com forward slash eloquence. Synesthesia is either a mental condition whereby colors are perceived as smells, smells as sounds, sounds as tastes, etc., or it is a rhetorical device whereby one sense is described in terms of another. If colors are harmonious or a voice is silky, that, my friends, is synesthesia. Mm. Mm. So we're going to be describing uh, our given drinks, whatever we're drinking, with synesthesia. And we're going to you know, just review it to the audience like we do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beer review. I love beer, and beer loves me. Fuck me, fuck you! I wonder how commonplace certain adjectives will, because there's certain adjectives that seems like they're borderline. I'm wondering how this is going to shake out. Mm-hmm. This would be interesting. Yeah. You know, it might be completely subjective in the end. It sounds like it. <laughs> it would be great if you like you were on the good side of the person. <laughs> the Depends judging. on the person's taste of how it sounds. Ian, tell me about what you're drinking. I'm drinking a Nosferatu Imperial Red IPA Ooh. from Great Lakes Brewing. Nice. Very fitting. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't tasted the athletic greens yet, but I imagine, given the vampirism, uh, this this maybe is, rivals that in flavor. So it's described as red on the can, but it tastes kind of more purplish. Interesting. Like Nyquil? It's like, it's red, but it's got like a blue sort of uh, tinge to it. Okay. 
um, but it's smooth. It's it's jazzy. I love that. Yeah, I would say bright, but not like not sharp. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at this guy. Like <laughs> I think he's got like a sense wheel. Like he knows all the senses, five six senses, and he's got like a them arranging a wheel in his mind, and he's using like like strings to connect all the senses and he's going in a, in a crazy crisscross pattern until mm. there's like this infinite pointed star or six mm-hmm. pointed probably be like pentagram like yeah so we got smooth we got uh red with bluish hue kind of mixed in um bright but not sharp i like it it's refreshing nice it's uh i'd say uh com- comforting like not warm but not cool what is that? I don't know. What, what, it, temperate? Like, <laughs> temperate. An icy, like an icy hot? Temperate. Okay. It's I, like, uh, it feels like home. It doesn't uh, doesn't push you into uh, sort of a, a different emotional state or um, physical state. Which is kind of crazy because it's Nosferatu beer. Yeah. Like you'd think it would uh, be pushing you into a delirious, like mm-hmm. sensual seduction or, you know, draining you. I mean, you know, you get those beers that are like, oh, this is a summer beer. This is a winter beer. This Mm -hmm. is an autumn beer. This is just like a kind of a neutral sort of a temporal state, if that makes sense. It does kind of. It's like as if it's undead. Yeah. It's like there is no. Just like time has ceased having meaning. This is eternal. Wow. I like that one. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to buy myself some Nosferatu beer one day. Good stuff. Man, I feel like we could have done this with athletic greens. <laughs> we really could have talked about all of the, the the different. We could have gone through seventy five different iterations of it all. So, all right, well, that sounds interesting. Am I my turn? Because I got, because I, because I got, I got, I got so many drinks. <laughs> you do have a lot <laughs> of drinks. Drinking everything. Well, I'm gonna go with Fireball because, because okay. you know, like a Fireball just hits you in the chest. Like you just got Hadoukened, you know. Okay. It's like a um, nice smoky drink. It's real. It's like um, it's like drinking a campfire. You know, you get, there's a warmth to it. You know, it just sends those sensations through your body, and it just it's comforting. It's like a warm blanket, like a cheap, cheap, cheap warm blanket. It's yeah, like, it's like, like a like, cheap warm blanket. It's like a huh? wet hobo that just gave you a hug, <laughs> and now you're a little uncomfortable. And and you know, people are judging you for it, but but you, it feels like judgment. It feels like judgment, but it feels like a like a fair, like a, like a, like a judge that, um, it's, it's like a fair judge, you know, like they're not corrupt, you know, it feels like a non-corrupt judge is just, and you're, and you're just, it's just hitting you in your gut and you're not how you're sure you feel about it. Cause you just drank some wine right before, you know, so it's, it's very guttural. Why are you drinking this? <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, <laughs> It's it's what do you call it? Uh, that's senescence. That's when you get older. Feels like senescence. Like I'm, I'm aging as I drink this. This feels like old age. This is it. This is like um, like a slow death. It's like a spiral. You don't you don't have to drink it. <laughs> well, you know I already you made some good this. progress. It's the eighty twenty rule. You know I mean he's got a little bit left. Take a little bit of it. Take a hit. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. other, than, other than that you know it's like when they were to distill this and light it into a candle they just light it at your funeral you know just I always did like fireball 
It was the drink that killed him. I've always thought Fireball tasted like big red cinnamon gum. It tastes exactly that like too. that. Yeah. That too. Yeah. It was like a liquid little draft of that. Yeah. That's what it that's what it tastes like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, guys. <laughs> that was like one of the best beer review segments we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Um next time I'll bring beer. <laughs> 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 if I, I I don't know what your strategy was, David, with <laughs> describing the most unpleasant thing in the possible. You said describe what you're drinking. You did. You did do that. That's what I did. Well, Ian, he he made a good rounds going to all the senses, connecting several senses different ways with other things. And uh, by the end of the round, he got nine points. David, you started off pretty strong. Like you were like, yeah, it's warm like a fire. It's got that ashy whatever the fuck he said. Yeah. But, but then you were said like. It's like a campfire. Then you were is... like, it's not like a hobo like attacking me. <laughs> And a wet blanket suffocating it's a, it's a me. Metaphor. And like and like I keep aging, but I can't <laughs> suffocating stop the onslaught of death. Is, is that not a sensation other than the flavor? I think he went beyond sensation. Is suffocating just, not a sensation other than taste? You went, you went to existential state, which is not strictly synesthesia. So you weren't racking up points. It for hits that. you in the chest. <laughs> that's go. that is a. Pressure base that's baroreceptors. Okay, we'll give you that. We'll give you an extra point. So five to nine. There's about about ten different things I said on there, but, you know. Okay. You know, I mean, (laughs) you also have to, like, take into account, like, I was trying to pry myself away from the pit of despair you dug before me. (laughs) It was guttural, which is uh, (laughs) the gut feeling is a little different than taste. Nobody was like, oh, that sounds interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's heart wrenching. It was guttural. If eloquence can be defined as I want to hear more of this, I'm conflicted. Oh, we're supposed to keep. It was, we're it supposed to make it. We're supposed to make it sound eloquent. Well, it is the tournament of eloquence. It's fireball. It's anything but eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the mark of an eloquent man who can make fireball into a piece of civilized mm-hmm. liquor. So you're saying that I should have gone with the wine, perhaps? It was right in front of you. <laughs> I felt like it was a trap walking into that one with the wine. Self, it was provided to me, so I felt like it was. A, I kind of thought that you were going to pull like a triple Lindy, like you were going to describe the fireball for a bit. Then I was going the to ice, do all three, but and then, then the wine. But you just, <laughs> just stayed on that. Sad I was track seg- to I was segueing into how it was hitting me in the stomach with the wine, and then it was just just getting blank stares. <laughs> so I stopped there. That was a blank stare you were receiving. Yeah. I thought it was a stare of horror. <laughs> yeah, it was a blank stare of horror. <laughs> Staring blankly like into the oblivion. Yeah. And the oblivion stares back at you. All right. Well. The abyss. Very eloquent. Thank you. I had to find a piano to do this. <laughs> Scott's seated at a grand piano right now <laughs> just for the episode. Yeah, imagine me um, with a comfort bun, and that's it. Whoa, okay. <laughs> it's an audio medium. That's okay. The rest was assumed, man. You didn't need to, <laughs> you need to finish that sentence, but like, just to clarify, that's all I'm wearing. All right, guys. It's a fan favorite segment. Mm-hmm. Email bag. Oh, yeah. And uh, email bag, this one's very simple. No big definitions, no... 
just uh, we're, we've got a email from a guy who needs help. Mm-hmm. And I figured the best way we can help this man is by using metaphors and similes mm-hmm. to get our point across. So, you know, let this be banter and let's talk this out because I'm sure none of us alone can arrive at the true conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to help this guy out. He writes, Dear Scott Cass, I am a weak and feeble man of 25 years. I am weak because I let people boss me around and only do what I'm told. I dream one day of becoming a vicious despot in complete control of all souls on earth, where I will bend upon them my terrible will. You're supposed to help this guy? (laughs) He's not done. Okay, it's not going well. (laughs) So far, it's not going very well. But I understand that Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm -hmm. Then I need to take baby steps. So I ask you, how may I take control of my life? Signed, <coughs> Dripper Smith. It's a real name. Dripper. Dripper. What is his goal again? He wants to uh, become a dictator? Uh, he wants to take control of his life, you know? He wants to be Hitler. He doesn't feel like he's in control of his life right now, and he feels like he needs to take control of his life before he takes control of the rest of the souls on Earth. Now, I understand that's not a good goal, but the first one is... Take control of the the souls of everyone on earth. He doesn't want to do I don't want him to do that. Yeah. But were we helping him with that? <laughs> are we, are we steering him. him away from that? <laughs> How are we helping him? We're helping him control his life so he doesn't have to uh, project his need for control on okay. others. Okay. And we're doing that via simile and metaphors. Yes. Yeah. So when I call him Hitler, that was like a metaphor. Oh, was it? It was. That was just a straight up comparison. <laughs> uh, that's what a metaphor is. <laughs> is it? It's supposed to be between two unlike things. Right. Well, I so said he was some... not necessarily. So you're just saying he's Hitler. That's a metaphor for your Hitler. It's not saying he's literally Hitler. Like he's a German. That's I guess trying that's to... kind of a simile, but no, not it's like not a, a, not no, an elegant one. No, I would say it's more of like a zenictiki. It's a, it's a comparing... where you take a small part of something. No, it's and... literally a metaphor. Where no. I say this guy is Hitler. Let that that's you... not a simile. That's a metaphor. No, a zenictiki. Zenictiki is when you take a sneaky D? a small part of something that's grander to use it to refer to the whole. So when you say he's a Hitler, you're saying you're, he's a despot. That's not a metaphor. That's synecdoche. You didn't say or hyperbole. Can, that's like that falls also under. Hyperbole. Well, it might not be hyperbole. It can be all three. You can be a hyperbole, <laughs> a metaphor, and a sneaky D. You can be all those things together. But basically, this guy needs to grab life, grab the, grab the bull by the horns. Finally, Jesus. Okay. One. Which is the same thing as what I just did, by the way, with the Hitler thing. No, it wasn't. That's yes, synecdoche. I already okay. said that. And he needs to to look himself in the mirror and say, I need friends. I need love in my life. I need that that warm embrace from a hobo. (laughs) (laughs) A wet hobo. This is a metaphor for for fireball cinnamon whiskey. Okay. Okay, but is this supposed to, are you telling him he needs to get drunk? I'm saying this is a metaphor for what he needs. He needs alcohol. Look. We got to give him real advice. You know, that's part of the tournament. Yeah, is drinking is real advice. It's real bad <laughs> advice. <laughs> okay, what do you think? How's he going to cope? Solid. Drinking. Um, well, I think that seeking control of your life is like trying to define a river. Mm. In that at any one spot, if you step into a river in like three seconds, you'll be standing in a different spot. Not because you've moved, but because the river has moved. Yes. Life is constant change. Um, 
we struggle with that that lack of control with things moving around us and it seems like we don't have any sort of uh, grasp on things but really we're stable we're in the river so um, he may have he's just have, saying he needs to get stoned because he's he, stone in the river so I say I'm, booze I'm saying, you say stone I'm saying stone. he has more control than he realizes and that okay. things are changing around him but he has he is the only one that can change his position in the river Mm. Okay, that's a really strong metaphor. Mm-hmm. Was it Heraclitus? So you're calling this guy to go jump off a bridge? That's what you're saying. That's not what I said. Go no. jump off a bridge <laughs> into a river. That's the only way you're going to get to a river, boys. Off that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just trying to bridge from one topic to the next. Too, you know, just that's a pun. It's not a metaphor. It's pretty good. I like it. <laughs> I, I wish I would have like put in like a negative point dynamic just for using puns. <laughs> but anyway. So, uh, yeah, sometimes we have to accept the things that... Isn't his name Drippy something or other? Dripper Smith. Dripper. So it's have something to do with the, like water. He's yeah. an affinity towards it. good. He's going to drip into the waters of life. That sounds... No, don't do that. <laughs> don't, let's, are you, do euphemisms count? Don't jack off in the river. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't drip off. Don't give your drippings into the the flow of life. Just keep that shit to yourself. But hey, I mean, whatever makes you happy, as long as you're not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to go jack off in a river? If it keeps Why? You, if it keeps you from being a Hitler, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that keeps you from being a, a snickety d. Okay. <laughs> Which is a metaphor for myself. So. Don't be me. Don't be a snickety d. <laughs> or persnickety d. <laughs> I personally always thought that that you don't really uh, take control of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like saying I'm going to take control of my life is like saying I'm going to take control of the ocean. You know, to continue right. the water metaphors, you can't take control of the ocean, but if you're in the ocean, you can kick your legs and move your arms to swim. Yeah, that attracts the attention of the sharks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's true. You're like yeah. I'm flailing, I'm flailing. Yeah. You're like, look, I'm a seal. Yeah. So uh, I'm yeah. a seal. As as you affect the environment, the environment will respond. That's true. Sometimes you got to uh, wait for that. That's the the reach of our control. These uh, ripples in the ocean. Well, you got to watch the waves. You got to wait just because. So, like a lot of times, what happens, you know, with the with with media nowadays and people riding the waves, some trends. You know, maybe this guy's a little disenfranchised. He's surfing on the internet you know and he's seeing that these waves of uh you know things that people are riding is like i need to be a part of this i need to be a part of that so he's watching the expert surfers the people he feels like he's got figured out maybe he's watching influencers and they're riding this wave and he's like i need to be like these guys but that's the thing is like by the time that you try to join that wave it's too late you know the good surfers they they know when the waves they can sense when that wave's coming and by the time you try to react it's too late. So you got to find your own wave, man. You got to be afraid not to make waves. You got to be willing to look yourself in the mirror. It's like a. And you got to be able to. You got to drink some fireball. No. It's like a, I feel like I just want to uh, invoke part of your soundboard that uh, the Ellie Sadler illusion. Oh, quote. right. It's all an illusion. When we have control again. You've never had control. That's the illusion. Bingo. Ooh, dino DNA. It. Yes. <laughs> Two points, Ian. 
Two points for knowing what's already on your soundboard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was also a good call out. I was being dumb and drooling over here. I should have <laughs> fucking did it my own. Mm-hmm. So Negative points for you, Scott. I think I took a point from me. Took a point. You took a point from yeah. me just now. Life's also like Jurassic Park. It's also like a box of chocolates. Sometimes you're too stupid to read the box. <laughs> you know exactly what you're going to get. It's on the fucking box, jackass. All right. I think we've answered <laughs> <We did not laughs> this guy at all. Dripper Smith. Just Sometimes like, life t- is a lot like tough having shit, sex. Dripper. Figure it out. Dripper yeah. Smith, I'm glad you're, you're a weak man. And I'm sure by the time you get out of your torpor, you'll uh, you'll understand why you overreached with your decision to or your desire to control all souls in the earth, mm-hmm. you know, and keep listening. All right. So let's do a little tally here for this email bag segment on the metaphor simile. Uh, Ian got six points and Sneaky D got three. It is stacking up against you, Sneaky, here. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think if I had to review your your, uh, your response, I would say you're using hypotaxic metaphor, which is a metaphor that is the one metaphor, but it takes two minutes to say. <laughs> so so did Ian. Ian's talked about being a river for two minutes. I talked about being an ocean for two minutes. You guys were at one point each I know. for a long time. So why are you shitting on me and not Ian? Ian did the same thing. Well, he also helped me bring up a Jurassic Park soundbite. That was after he was done with his part, though. And then he There's just nothing said, to do. He also said That's life what about is like him. Jurassic Park. You're just randomly talking about Jurassic Park to deflect from the fact that you're not being fair with the, with the judgments because you're chastising me. Even though we got the same points, <laughs> I'm still being chastised for my one point. He did his one point. And Your initial was, response was that he is Hitler. <laughs> right, which is a metaphor. <laughs> it's a nicknicky. It's a metaphor. It's synecdoche. I've been t- which is a t- which is a type of metaphor. So not. you you kind of you kind of rolled my my metaphor like for most of your points. I think was maybe why the points are shifted that way. No, we got the same amount of points. That's not what I'm debating. <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm being chastised for my one point, and you got the same one point for your two minute metaphor. But I'm being right. chastised over here. Oh right, right. So say what about Ian? <laughs> well. His was a classic metaphor that has stood the test of time. You were talking about like surfing and like <laughs> the internet. Right. <laughs> and then he should kill himself at the end or something. I was getting, I was getting there. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm trying to be fair here. No, you're not. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. Okay. Well, let's see. Because this next game, I mean, I think there's no room for subjectivity. It's a very straight up thing. Mm-hmm. And it's very in your face. It's a new segment. It's a fan favorite already. If you don't like it, you're a dumb fuck. This is boss talk. Boss, boss talk. Dumb fuck. If you don't like it. If you don't like it, don't like it. This is boss talk. Dumb fuck. Fuck me. Fuck you. Of course, boss talk is going to be antithesis. You mm. say one thing, and then immediately after, you say the opposite. Mm-hmm. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I didn't mean to look at you when I said that. Oh, and I get it. I get the subtlety. <laughs> Jad Scott just gestured in my direction with the worst of times. I get it. How about this? Better, it's, a meta- it's a metaphor. Better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven. To err is human. To forgive divine. Give every man thy ear, but few thy voice, for they get salty. These are all examples of antithesis. And today, we're going to analyze a decision someone made and decide if they're spitting boss talk or if they're a dumb fuck. And it's a special double edition. 
I don't have a double edition, but okay. Yeah, it should be something like that. Sure, like double Jeopardy or something. Double the white. Yeah, card, baby. Dude. Fuck yeah. Double oh, the woo. fucks. Fuck me. Fuck yeah. Double the games. That's right. We're gonna decide if this uh, both of these people are talking boss talk. This is boss talk. Or if they're a dumb fuck. Okay, so Elon Musk reportedly offered a 19-year-old $5,000 to delete his Twitter account. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about this? Very basically, Elon Musk offered this kid named Sweeney $5,000 to delete Elon's jet, which tracked the movements of Elon's private jet and posted it every time he landed Mm -hmm. or the jet landed. How was he tracking it? There's public data, and he just pulled it with scripts you know, it's like the so same it's like the landing of, times and yeah, stuff are reported to the FAA or some shit. Exactly. Elon, Elon doesn't like the FAA. He's always fighting with them. <laughs> FAA. <laughs> F and A, man. He's always fighting the aviation industry. Yeah, he is, because they're always trying <laughs> to fuck. Regulations. Trying to, uh, yeah, they're trying to fuck with his launches for his SpaceX, so he's always pissed. Oh, really? Sometimes, yeah, okay. sometimes they'll just be like, ah, fuck. Yeah, he's like, fuck the FAA. They're always trying to overregulate everything, trying to stop me from launching stuff. And they're like, we did not give you clearance to launch a fucking rocket. You're like, yeah. There's other shit in the sky. You probably shouldn't be launching rockets. But like, so what if it's an IBM, like a, a intercontinental, intercontinental ballistic missile, ICBM, you're launching? Ah, the FAA says you can't launch. Ignore them. You launch your missile wherever you want to go. There you go, Elon. That's freedom. So. I don't think it has anything to do with the FAA. I think that's just a normal rule for private jets Okay. that this kid's taking advantage of. I feel like they would post that publicly in the public record, for, and it's probably something that's federally regulated, so probably FAA. Though. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I bet they... Are... I want to track some somebody's jet. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the story goes, that Elon Musk DMs the kid, mm-hmm. and he offers him $5,000 to delete the account. I think it's a bad idea because if he does that, then somebody else is just going to do it too. Like if, it's, if you know how this kid does it, then like what's to stop somebody else from getting five grand from tracking it? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you the story. Okay. So <clears throat> Musk asks the kid, can you take this down? It's security risk. Sweeney goes, yes, I can, but it'll cost you a Model 3. Only joking unless, question mark, the two riff back and forth apparently. And Musk says, I don't love the idea of being shot by a nutcase. So we have motive. This is a life or death situation for Musk. Mm-hmm. He feels like if the plane information is publicly posted in an easily reachable area, he's going to get shot by a nutcase. Not an unfounded fear. Mm-hmm. He's a high-profile man. So that's when he offers the $5,000. And this is what Sweeney says in response. Any chance you can up that to 50000 Yeah, boss talk. This is boss talk! It would be great support in college and would probably allow me to get a car, maybe even a Model 3. Musk says, I'll think about it. And then Sweeney followed up by saying, actually, can I just be an employee at Tesla? Uh, What? Yeah. First, I'll blackmail you. Then I'll ask for a job. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of interviewing skills is this kid? Yeah. I don't think that's how that works. He's how old? 18? Uh, 19. 19, okay. Yeah. So the question, of course, is boss talk dumb fuck. Elon Musk not being able to get this is this boss talk dumb fuck for him or you're talking about for the kid both of them boss talk dumb fuck for both people we're judging both both are being judged mm-hmm. yes and we're using antithesis to make the judgment okay. <laughs> rhetorically so the kid standing up to elon musk boss talk 
begging for that job at Tesla, dumb fuck. You're a dumb fuck. Wouldn't that so, boss fuck? Wouldn't that be the antithesis of each other? Boss talks that in self should be a that's point. That's the game. Right? It's built in. Yes. Yeah. So it's built in. Yeah. So why doesn't he get a point? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So kid is is both boss talk for speaking truth to the man, and dumb fuck for kind of trying to stroke the man off there at afterward. Yeah, very poor negotiation yeah, skills on not part good. of the kid. Like I thought he was so like I wasn't. He's even got the upper him. hand here. He needs to know his negotiating position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, boss talk. This is boss talk. Because he made this kid fucking beg him for a job. <laughs> right. He left him on red. On red. <laughs> like yo, yeah. Don't don't fall for any of these like negotiation task tactics. He's got the upper hand in terms of economic power so boss talk there this is boss talk uh, elon musk you dumb fuck you're a dumb fuck you just just don't don't convey the uh the personality of someone who gives a shit about anything but himself i mean i guess his his status is enough to get this kid to kind of bow down but he's putting himself in a situation where he, people there would be a crazy person that would shoot him Right, you're gonna want to pay off this kid. <laughs> you gotta as pay this quickly kid. as possible. Yeah. He shouldn't have left it at. I'll think about it. He should have said, mm-hmm. "You're gonna take that five grand." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give you five grand or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? David? He could have said, "Like he could have said, like I'll give you five grand if you work for me or some shit." Like rather than like negotiating. So this is all like on on Twitter or something, like a back and forth publicly. This is DMs. Oh, so I guess the kids shared the DMs then? This started in uh, December. So the kid, this is how the news story broke, is the kid shared all these DMs about him saying, like, he, so he reached out, Elon's like, so he reached out to Elon saying, like, you want me to stop? Here's the thing. And he said, so they went back and forth. Yeah, so the Elon's jet is still active. He last landed in Austin, Texas on January 26th at 5.51 p.m. What do you think? Do you think uh, do you think the kids talking boss talk? Do you think uh, Elon Musk is a dumb fuck? What's your what's your shakedown on this one? So who sh- so uh, who shared it? Because that's the dumb fuck. The dumb fuck is the person who shit. Like if it, Elon let this be, so it is DMs. So Elon was like negotiating behind the scenes, thought he was okay doing this. So his dumb fuck move, just responding to him via DMs. I don't know, because don't people like verify DMs and stuff like that and his blue check mark system? They're like, oh, that was Elon Musk. So it's like, why didn't he like say like if you want to talk or whatever, like call this number or whatever, or here t- get in contact with somebody and we can negotiate this. So it's a dumb fuck move for him to do everything publicly. Don't engage with these people because now you're gonna have like other fucking people that are gonna be like, Oh, this guy not only got this guy got a fucking job at Tesla by threatening them, or like he at least got 5K. So, like, what else can we track on Elon? You know, let's stalk his kids now or let's do whatever. Dumb fuck move. Like, handle this shit discreetly as, as discreetly as you can when you're being blackmailed for your safety of you and your family. Or, you know, it's like, who, who, who knows how else is going to be on this, this jet here? Yeah, definitely dumb fuck for Elon engaging that. And then fuck. this kid also dumb fuck because, like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're a dumb fuck. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, you're threatening this powerful man who can just, like, probably fucking have you, if you really want to get dicey with it, be like, yeah, yeah, you show up to the job interview and they, they fucking, they all, you know, maybe beat that's, the shit out of you. Maybe that's why the kid they rough released up. it to the press. 
that so he's be been public? having these negotiations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's afraid for his life. Maybe he's got some Elon thugs outside. Mm. I mean, he's definitely got balls. Ball talk. This is boss talk. But <laughs> he's got balls. But does he have brains? I get a point. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's got chutzpah. There you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah. All um, right. I guess that that kind of. I think I that know, it's just not a black and white situation. I think it, I think it almost squarely fell on you're a dumb fuck, except for like the kid having like a little negotiation. He knew he he could negotiate. Mm-hmm. He just didn't. We know kind how of to approved of that. Way off base. Fifty grand and then give me a job. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, come on, this guy's not the richest man in the world because he will willy nilly just pay ten x. <laughs> mm-hmm. he could have at least tried to like reach out in some kind of comical way that could have been a, like a public discourse kind of thing there could have been some good discourse between the two or something and instead it was like i'm a black million the most powerful one of the most powerful men in the world those richest motherfuckers in the world with a lot of pull and i'm just gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna find where it hurts and squeeze all right so elon musk Sweeney, you're a dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a dumb fuck. <laughs> this is Ben. If you don't like it, you're a dumb fuck. This is boss talking. Boss, boss talk. Dumb fuck. If you don't like it, if you don't like it, don't like it. This is boss talk. Dumb fuck. Fuck me. Fuck ya. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Big news. News. You both got one point. Nice. Fair. Because it wasn't very... I mean, you, you leaned into the fact that it wasn't antithesis as a as a segment mm-hmm. and that the decision was ultimately that. But I was hoping some more exposition along those lines. Mm-hmm. Just for discussing it, I gave you guys points. I like you. Fair. Okay. You know? we, it's almost like we were antithesis to the entire premise of the segment. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're right. Yes. So you we, got two points. We for both that. should get a point All for right. being antithetical to the actual antithetical, but I should get an extra point for pointing it out. That's what you got. It's two to one on that last one. There you go. There we go. This was fair. You know why? I mean, let's face it, in your particular field, you're the top minds. <laughs> <laughs> so gotta give credit where credit is due. But we are on to B News. And uh for B News, we're gonna do a little uh, diacopy. All right, what the fuck's that? Diacopedi? Diacopi. It sounds like a Greek philosopher. It's very easy, so it shouldn't be like the previous ones where you're like, what am I going to do? It is when you repeat something with a little interjection in the middle. Like, oh, you're a good man. Oh, what a good man. Something like that. But you that's just, at the end. <laughs> you just repeat yourself. Yeah. You just repeat uh, a part, like a phrase or a word. <laughs> you mean like... Fuck yeah, baby. Fuck, fuck yes. yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, Gabe, this is what he does all day. He's is this where you learned it? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, fuck yeah, people have a steak. Fuck, yeah. fuck, is it Saturday night? Fuck, woo. Fuck, it's like, fuck it, yeah. He's got He just interjects swear words all the time in there. So like Tourette's got, Tourette's, man. <laughs> See, this is Scott's favorite it, I, new word. It, it, yeah. I like diacopy. I guess you so. You sure do. <laughs> you sure do. I do. I really yeah. do. <laughs> a light switch going off there and the connection yeah. a little point mm-hmm. my little imaginary board mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything if it's for me well that's that means something to you so you, and you matter yeah you matter Thank you, you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying when you matter 
Wait, would Jeff Goldblum do this too? That's like, I'm just trying to think of like, who else? So, yeah. <laughs> it's, like the, it's the common thread between everything I like. It's the connecting thread. It is. It's, the <laughs> thread it's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your fault. You're just repeating it. No, it's not your fault. That's like, a, that's like an interjection <laughs> that they constantly do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is. Jurassic Park, I'm sure there's some that could be on my board right now. I'm not going to look for it, though. <laughs> T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're in the middle of a sentence there. Shooter! Shooter! You keep on interjecting with your shooter! <laughs> the dinosaurs are oh. talking. Yeah. <laughs> you have that? I have way Shooter. more. I have way more than I will ever right. be able to get to quickly. <laughs> so in a way, the soundboard is a way of interjecting. I don't know. Maybe that's why you like soundboards so much. It could it's be. It's a little bit of di- dica, decalon. Diacopy. Diacopy. I mean, if I'm going to like it this much, you guys better get some. <laughs> Diacopy. So anyways, B News. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even get to the topic yet, guys. Jesus. And we're still in the diacopy section. <laughs> Turns out, saving the bees has led to urban bee populations dwindling due to the fact people usually bring in invasive European species which crowd out the current ecosystem mm-hmm. of bees, thus inefficiently taking to the habitat and becoming poor pollinators, which basically just replaces all the bees with shittier bees. All of this in the past 10 years. That's racist, though. These <laughs> African bees. The, the, European. They're not as good. There's, they're, what are the like, white supremacist bees out there? <laughs> There's like, the supremacist bees are not as good as us at pollinating. It's more xenophobic, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing little Hitler salutes as they go by. It's like, ah, they don't want your pollination here, sir. Uh, Nazi bees. <laughs> you got to always inject Nazis into these bee movies. Nazi bees. Nazi bees. Zombies part three. Nazi bees. <laughs> Honestly, if we're going to get Nazi three bees. movies out of zombies, it's going to have a, zo- a Nazi themed one. Yeah, yeah. Because well, they went robo for the second one and then Nazis for the third one. So you mm-hmm. got all the tropes. <laughs> Okay, so we got these shitty pollinators that coming in, right? And they're replacing the good. There's the, the supremacists. Are we supposed to cheer for the? We don't want this because they're we not. We want the native bees to stay. Isn't it just, better at the okay. habitat? Well, how do we care if it's? I mean, if things are getting pollinated either way, they're not. You know, they're not getting pollinated. That's the point. They're shitty. Okay, so they're there and they're really not doing a whole they're lot. They're getting pollinated. How are they making that honey then? Yeah. They're doing poorly. Okay, they're struggling so, too, so but does, they're just because they have mange and stuff. They have outside diseases. They're killing off like with pestilence and plague mm-hmm. the native species, like smallpox. Mm-hmm. So these other bees, and it doesn't matter that they're African bees, but they're coming in. They're European. They're European. You're the they're only European. one who's been saying African. <laughs> I saw the original news story. It's just about African bees. <laughs> so these foreigner bees, okay, and there's nothing wrong with them being foreigner. They're coming in well, and, they're just, for... and they're stealing jobs. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, Scott. And there's nothing wrong with that. They're coming in. It doesn't matter that they're foreigners that are coming in. And they're stealing or they're stealing the jobs of the good hard work working American bees. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we should kill all the foreigners. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> Jesus, sneaky D. Uh, so like Whoa. maybe maybe what we need to do is train the bats and the other pollinators, because you know, bats are pollinators too. They are? Know. Yeah. I know that. Bats' lives matter. What the fuck? So is they going come on? in and with their other pollinators, like the hummingbirds and the, what was it? The um, the other insects and shit. <laughs> the butterflies, fucking butterflies, and we train them <laughs> to uh, basically engage or maybe outcompete 
these uh, foreign bees that come in here. They're already all dead. They're dead. And no wonder you're extinct. <laughs> well, I guess they're fucking then. They're already dead. If you can't kill the bees, like I said, you got to kill them foreign bees, you know? They're coming in there. I think we're past the time but of can, killing. Can we use mm -hmm. epigenetics to call them? Might be a little, a little eugenics on the bees? A little, uh, probably we could probably, probably those include it. Like, pull, take one from Hitler's book and get the Nazis bees and we get them back. And call them. So Put them in a little camp. So David's, concentrate them. David's proposing either genocide <laughs> Jesus. or eugenics is this, with bees. Is that David? Are you Dripper Smith? <laughs> <laughs> You're not weak. What? You're not weak. You're not weak? Oh, from what I wrote in? <laughs> oh, you're too self-conscious, Dripper. <laughs> oh. So, David, okay, so you're... I gave several good... I mean, you could out-compete them, you said, but then you said they're already dead. So I was like, okay, well, you got to kill them then. And I can't, if you can't kill the bees, then what the fuck do you want me to do? They're causing the problem. Nobody cares. Yeah. What are you thinking, dude? What do you What do you think should be? Should we uh, like jail the apiarists? In, um, and who's going to pay for that? Who's going to pay for done that? this? I mean, there are people who are like suggesting that you have to have like mm. bee zoning permits based on the level of bee zoning permits based on the level of green around you. So mm. like you can only have. So oh, you many mean bees. how people were setting shit up in their backyards? Did you say that part? Because uh, I remember reading that in the story. People were doing it in their backyards. They were like. Setting up things, yeah. So they it was try unregulated. Yeah. You can just have a beehive. So they're want. trying to regulate where you can set the shit up, mm -hmm. the gardens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they want to control how much beehiving goes on. Mm -hmm. You know, but oh, beehive. At, at the same time, it's like what's done is done. What, yeah. are, you, what are you thinking? Of? I mean, I think this kind of harkens back to old Dripper. Yeah, and that like <laughs> this is the name of the pot <laughs> the the episode. Old Dripper, yeah. Dripper Smith. <laughs> It's like we've got this problem, right? Our, our bees, they're dying out, or we can't pollinate appropriately. Uh, our ecosystem's dying. So we're like, oh, fuck, we got to fix this. Bring in some bees. Oh, they can't pollinate or uh, compete in the ecosystem appropriately. Oh, fuck. These bees are killing these bees. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> like we're, we're trying to help the bees, and we hurt the bees. What are we doing? You know, we're fucking killing bees. That's what we're doing. Sorry, it's the whole boat. We talking. gotta take a step back. We gotta get out of the river. Get out of the river. Life. <laughs> what? Life <laughs> finds a way. Without it, even without I a river. I don't have that quote. Oh my what? god! <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I skipped over that scene. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I want to get to the part where. When will I ever use I that? Thought already, I thought you already had that on the soundboard from a long time ago. I did a while ago. But this is all <laughs> you new stuff. You fucking lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you lost it. I have to take. It. I have to do another pass. No, we're lost right now. Because I did the first fifteen minutes very closely that I started swimming yeah. around. Yeah. That's at the twenty-minute mark. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I think that's the crux of the problem, though. Like we're we're inserting ourselves into situations that like we don't have a full comprehension of, yeah. or like we're we assume this will work, and then we forget to account for these variables and oops we but fucked about, it up bad but if you like you, st you didn't stop, stop to ask why or how or whatever the, what's you got that quote scott hmm? we, we, we got so excited oh. with whether we should we didn't ask Ooh, should you know whether we didn't ask whether we, we could should. if we, we didn't ask if we should or, right yeah is that what you're going for that was, yes. that's what he's going for that was my point yes <laughs> nice you got that one yeah you both get points but do you have it 
I don't. God damn it. <laughs> I really went obscure with my quote. Game. Where's the Ian Malcolm <laughs> references? This is what I got, Ian Malcolm. Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you can like train yourself over time to kind of change your laugh a little bit. You ever notice people that do that? And they're like, um, I did that. I did that for Scott Cast, <laughs> so I would be even more annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. You just got to kind of growl a little bit. And then you are. <laughs> I'll start that. I yeah. want to do that. By episode 200, I'm going to have a growl laugh and it's going to be automatic. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you just throw it in there. Yeah. It's like the the Willem scream or the scoop or the goofy. <laughs> you just start doing it. There you go. All right. So that's that's been B news. Well, except B bricks, knowing mm-hmm. that huh? human intervention with bees has been catastrophic so far. Mm-hmm. Even when we're trying to help, we just end up like killing them. Mm-hmm. What's a bee brick? Great question. I, you would think I was going to be getting to that. Or you something. better, goddammit. I'm on the edge of my seat. Remember what I said about the damn flow earlier? We just said we're out of the river now, Scott. There is no flow. I'm a scat man. I'm not interrupting you. Good Lord. All right. Bee bricks. They have invented bricks that have holes in them so bees can nest in them. And what city is it? It was somewhere in the UK. Somewhere in the UK, it is now required if you're going to be building a building. It's got to be covered in bee bricks. Brighton, I think. If you're going to build any building with bricks? It's going to have bee bricks. It's going to be like covered in holes. So like, it's it's just for buildings that have bricks? Or does any building have to be full of fucking holes? I'm going to say it's going to be that, any building. That doesn't sound right. That sounds like, yeah, we're going to build a skyscraper. It's going to have a bunch of holes in it. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think they have skyscrapers it's a, in Brighton. It's a planning requirement oh, Brighton. for new buildings in Brighton, England. Okay. Perforated bricks that, that bright provide idea. nesting space for bees. There you go. Every building. Perforated bricks. They're just like, I saw it. It's like it's like you're watching somebody with way too huge pores. <laughs> you know? And it's like this, oh, you just want to scratch the bricks. Just don't get too close to that person. You'll never know. Yeah. Just like the building. You don't, you don't want to view them up close. Also, there's bees around all over the building. You might not want to. It's like, how is that not a liability? If you yeah. get stung, wait, but if you get stung, but here's, here's the question. If you get stung really badly by bees that have been settled in this thing that said you have to build with these mm-hmm. like bricks, and then someone who's like allergic to bees can't enter that fucking building because there's it's like just a beehive, mm-hmm. then isn't that like discriminatory towards people with bee allergies? Could be. Could be. I don't know what the could could be. Be. I don't know what the laws could are be. like in England. That would probably be a problem in the U.S. I know a person we can ask. <laughs> be like, listen, what does the legislation say on this? Macaulay Culkin goes there and just fucking. We need to. Out <laughs> can we have a phone a friend section on here? We got you on the line. Well, like if you have a number and you want me to call it, I will call it from the phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. could just talk. It, to uh, it is past my British contacts bedtime. Oh. Nine o'clock. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they do things different in the UK. They have reasonable bedtimes. I think I think you're blaming a lot of things on the UK that might just be quirks of a human being. Because <laughs> I don't think they all go to bed at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, it's... You know, we're, we're getting derailed here. I, I, I could explain it. Let's not, let's not Time derail. zones, you know. What, it yeah. is the, related to the time zone. Yeah. All right. That's why. Where were we? B-holes. Uh, B-holes. What do you guys think <laughs> of B-holes in a form of diacocopic rhetoric? Devices should be a kitchen. I think that, that.
could you use that? It was like every doo doo boop boo couple words, you just kind of ski that bop bop and just kind of that's a diet top 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 again. I can't remember how to pronounce this word. At least for like every time of it, just kind of mumble. <laughs> what about a David trail off? What if like you just keep him trailing off, you know? And then like you keep talking and he's kind of David trail off is not a rhetorical. And device. it's a diet to dickety doppity do. It's not. It's a dickety doppity do. You really, you really expand the definitions. Just he's just yeah, damn right, expand it. <laughs> It's just about nonsense over here. That's yeah. what that's that's the device, you know. Apparently, it's got like yeah. nonsense to. No, nonsense, it's just you. You repeat of, something with a shit. short interjection. Bullshit, you do. No bullshit that you do. What's <laughs> you're saying is bullshit. That you just kind of. You know what? Do you like, like holes and things? Fuck yeah, I like holes and things. You've already done the swearing thing. You sort of used the swearing device. Fuck yeah. In his first, we should segments. have more things with holes in them. Yeah, that's my. That's my Scott Cast take. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> Let's know. put holes and stuff. Let's just do holes, Fuck man. Yeah. Fuck, I love holes. Yeah, man. Fuck holes. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's the, the type I, of that's, hole. That's the idea. You definitely want to fuck a hole. If you're not fucking a hole, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to tally the damn points for this one. <laughs> we got five on Ian's side and seven on Sneaky's side. Mm, there we go. Yeah, there we go. You had some Kid good diacopy. Yeah, some good diacopy. 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 Yeah. So that brings us uh, to. It's to, like there's like a precision versus quantity thing going on. Yeah, we're, there? we're not precisely getting all the quantity of ones that I'm putting out. But that round, you're closer to the the true number. I was like that. I like that. That one is. You're getting more precise, Scott. Space news. All right. So for space news in the tournament of eloquence, we are going to respond to this space query using hypotaxis. Hypotaxis is when you don't complete a sentence <laughs> for a very long time. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's one single sentence, and you basically describe a clause within the sentence as much as possible. You really list different things about the clause, that it's very long, or it's very sophisticated, or it's very hard and mm-hmm. throbbing and, and gershing everywhere. Stuff like that. You just made up a word. Is it gershing? <laughs> so that's part of it? You can make up a word. You make up a word in that's the middle. That's fine, as long as it's hypotaxis. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe you mispronounce a few along the way. You know, but uh, it's not... Parataxis, which is the independent clause just stacked equally next to each other. Mm -hmm. Everything is subordinate to like an original thought. And Mm -hmm. you just clarify your original thought and expand and expound Mm -hmm. and all sorts of stuff. Okay, so there's a rant you go on? It's a rant. It's a tough one. It's got to be focused, though. Yeah, it's focused on that one clause. So like, I bet you're going to do, I could just A rabbit hole? You're going to do a rabbit hole and you're going to think that's hypotaxis, but it's just... Just sentences coming at you. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. Mm -hmm. Here's an example of hypotaxis, by the way, and from the world of literature. John Keats. Oh, for a draft of vintage that hath been cooled a long age in the deep-delved earth, tasting of flora and the country green, dance and provincial song and sunburnt mirth. 
Oh, for a beaker full of the warm south, full of the true, the blushful hippocrene, with beaded bubbles winking at the brim and purple-stained mouth, that I might drink and leave the world unseen and with thee fade away into the forest dim. Yes. It's a lot of flowery talk. It's hypotaxis, all about a draft of vintage. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. And expands it into the world, into the living sense of memory and that's the beauty of hypotaxis is it elucidates the contours of your thought like a fine wine like a hobo that you're drinking (laughs) (laughs) went hobo that's at a campfire and it's on fire everything's on fire and you're burning and it's burning real deep in your throat and you can feel it in that throat because it's a burning and you, and you can't stop it because it's this that deep down feeling like a, like smoke in your lungs, like a like it's cancer that's f- slowly forming and killing you because that's what happens, really, honestly. It's a, it's a cancer. <laughs> so that's COVID. That's a full stop. All right. Yeah, no, I had to <laughs> stop. I stopped there on purpose. Okay. okay. Here's the space news, guys. Astro- Fuck me. That's. Just- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, me, Fuck me so gently, <laughs> like a <laughs> like a gentle fuck, like one who fucks gently, like but not like in a hard way, but like a soft, gentle fuck. <laughs> I, oh shit! I'm I hate it when you guys make jokes like I'm about the, my fuck ups because <laughs> then I have to like keep it. <laughs> Astronomers are flummoxed by a mysterious celestial object that appears to be releasing massive bursts of energy at regular eighteen minute intervals like a lighthouse the beacon is sending out radiation three times an hour at such an intensity that it's one of the brightest points in the sky have you heard about this no oh okay well here it is they don't know what it is apparently according to the article they know it's not aliens because it's too damn powerful how often which is not a good argument for me it's pulsating how long does how long is it in between pulsations uh every 18 minutes so three times an hour yeah, in the right object. In the what spectrum? Oh, great. Radio. Radio waves. And they're just now detecting it? Mm-hmm. From a single point. Huh. I would have thought it was to be like a James Webb infrared kind of thing or something. Yeah. So that's just the news. Is there there's something out there? Uh, that's okay. it. <laughs> well, that's the thing about space is it just goes on and on. It's like, all right, all right, all right. It's like um, you look out there into the ether and you see all these stars, but there's one pulsating, pulsating at you, and it just keeps on throbbing. And you look down the barrel of that. No, actually, it's not a barrel since it's technically a radio wave that you're looking down, but you wonder, what is that? What is that? Some regularly pulsed communication? Is it aliens? Are they sending us a message? Are they sending us a message about life and the universe? And hey, look at us. You should look at this. You should look at that. Look into it. Look deeper at that pulsation. You could do that. I could. Well, here's what I think, though. Oh, okay. That was just Matt. (laughs) (laughs) You got to ask yourself. Yeah. So here's what I think. I think that. those things are very useful. So like if you're trying to look at the inflation of the universe, for example, you look at the, uh, look at supernovae because supernovae, when they're exploding, you can, um, you can figure out since you know how bright they are and you know, um, that they're at a certain distance away, you can look at that and you can figure out, okay, based off that fixed brightness 
and it's redshifting further away from us, oh, the universe is expanding. So you look at that and you can use that to get a metric like, uh, okay, we have an inflationary model of the universe, it's accelerating. So is the universe expanding? Why I feel so fat? Yes. All right, go on. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're hitting the simple questions here. This is space. <laughs> I mean, technically, we're all expanding. If you think about it, the universe originated in a single point. Is the point. universe expanding? Why I think everybody's fat. You still tracking Listen. those macros? <laughs> I'm tracking macros. We all started from a single point, right? And it all expanded outwards. So when you look at the universe, you think, okay, well, it's, it's, it's all expanding in a bubble, right? Well, we're all part of the bubble and we're all in the center. Like they say, where's the center of the universe? It's like, okay, well, here's the center of the universe. You are a part of the center of the universe because everything expanded outward from a singular point, right? So it's like a ballooning effect. So the inflationary model is basically that you're, the whole universe is, is expanding and everybody's expanding at the same rate. So we're all moving at the same rate as the universe is for space time. So that's the idea behind that. That's why so we're that's fat. why you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why America's so fat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dunk one. <laughs> so the fact that this thing is... <laughs> so the fact that there's something that's pulsating with regular intervals, it could be quite useful. Because when you really look into these things, they're they're useful. You look into them, and there, there's information there. If something's happening regularly, you can study it. It's mathematical. Mathematical models, you know, they are useful to describe the universe, and that's what you're doing when you're looking out to the stars. You're not just trying to find out uh, why is this thing flickering. You're trying to figure out why is everything the way that it is by focusing on this one thing. You might be able to explain many things. Mm. Well, there we go. That's science. Observation that's, leads that's, to inference, which leads to more observations. You can know where to look. It's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. That was a hypotaxic response. And I learned why I'm fat. <laughs> yep. But if you'd want to sign up for Macrofactor, <laughs> <laughs> one life to live to use code 1L2L at uh, your, your checkout process. It'll save Macrofactor you. on any app store. It'll help you out. Not because it'll help Not you out. Roku. To help you realize how well you already know you're fat. That you don't need an inflationary model of the universe to know that. It's like a mirror. But if you want to download this app, yeah, there's a cool like out. when you start Macro Factor, they have a really good way of uh, asking you what your what is it the fat percentage, body fat percentage mm -hmm. is, and what it is is they show like a row of men from skinny to fat as fuck. Mm -hmm. and you get to pick which one you are. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> We use that at the gym sometimes. There's like a little chart you can use. It's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, kids, point out where you know. It's like a lineup. It's like, um, mm -hmm. like an accused. Like I'm that guy right there. Like you know I'm what? the killer. I just had a great, brilliant idea, David. For a skit? Not for a skit. For a thing that would be amazing in your industry. You should have this design poster hanging up <laughs> everywhere you work. Whenever you need to consult a graph like that, it's the same thing. It is where it's just the skinny to fat man. Mm -hmm. But every single one of them has a huge dick. <laughs> and So people feel yeah. good about picking their body yeah. type. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. But like, would you make the dick <laughs> slightly like, bigger for the bigger people? No. So they feel like better oh. about their body fatness? Like, You'd oh, make it proportionally... This proportionally yeah. large yeah. across so the board. So you'd say like, like yeah. everyone's at least eight inches. Soft. Oh, I, I'm like another 3% <laughs> body fat, but I got another half inch on my dick. Yeah. 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 
and they're all they're all pictures of me (laughs) it's like photoshopped (laughs) or like i i try i get really fat like i just i just just take pictures along the way and then um yeah the last one you do is getting fat so that's how you show up to training (laughs) and you're like so you just look over at you and like you see that i'm fat you're like so you did this for the pictures so that you could show off your dick exactly (laughs) all right so ian um switching topic back to space Going back to space. Yeah. Can you hear me? We're being held into space. I need to like re- recenter, though. You are the center. So we were, I just we were, explained this. You're the center of the universe. Ian. Yeah. You are. So we were talking center. about like a, a pulsing kind of radio like signal, a, like, like a space dick. That they they're not sure what it is. Yeah. Every 18 minutes. I think mm. every 18 minutes is the refractory period for an alien. <laughs> he's, just, just, he's just coming bam, for years bam, and years bam you know, radio waves bitch. I mean that's kind of the sense that I got like I don't I don't know a lot about binary stars or like pulsars or like what what would supernovae uh, project that sort of uh, radio signal um, but I, my mind kind of goes to uh the, the sort of lighthouse example where we've got like a oh okay kind of just a, a spinning <laughs> William Defoe body that's throwing William things Defoe. out maybe they're fucking mermaids <laughs> every eighteen minutes <laughs> they're fucking a There's mermaid like yeah <laughs> the lighthouse is, is that what happens in the lighthouse that it goes off every time There's, they go off like aliens doing the the thing and maybe there is a refractory period of of eighteen minutes that would be crazy if like you came. Mm. And it was a blast of energy that traveled 4,000 light years. Yeah, right. Like Galactus. That's like how Superman comes. That's why you can't have kids with Lois. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This is how it works. He blows up a planet. He's like, yeah, you want that to happen? Can you imagine like... A supernova. Can you imagine doing that? And like, there's just like Lois Lane's legs just bro, right next to bro. you. Bro, what if that was the plot? <laughs> what if that was the plot to an episode though? It's like, okay, use your superpower. And he like comes and like fucking blows up and that defeats the the bad guys like a self-sacrifice what so he's aiming like his blowed through a woman at the <laughs> she'd have to it'd be a noble sacrifice like i can't get off without Lois, you we're gonna have to save the world you're gonna have to sacrifice Just blows the top half of her body off <laughs> i mean this thing's enough to set, that'll make zombies a, look good like you know parental well, that's what we'll do. We'll send that movie to the ratings board, and then right after we'll send zombies. Right, like, like they'll be. Oh, we toned it this down. Is better. <laughs> this is better. This is just an R. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, maybe there's some weird, sexy mermaid stuff happening out in space. Uh, we don't really know. Uh, I'm not good at riffing like that, man. It's you not my it's not Ian my rants all the You're time. Not a man? I'm not a hypotaxic man. I'm, not, I'm a very <laughs> succinct, uh, to the point. It's true. Kind of guy. Paratoxic. Yeah. I thought that you would be more comfortable in hypotaxic and he would be paralyzed, but it was the opposite. You're a paratoxic man and he's a hypotaxic man. Wow. Yeah. My only hope was that he would get off topic, but he, he stuck to it pretty he, good. You can hook onto a claws that motherfucker. Yeah. He's got claws on the. There wasn't even a David Trail off in there. I mean, it come wasn't. On, come on. You know, now that you prove you can complete you can, the thoughts, you can complete a damn thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start expecting it more. Give me the space I need. You know, sorry for the pun. All right, so for space news, 
we've got six to three mm. goes to david okay you know okay. we'll tally it all up it's got to be damn near even now it's getting there get there for this i had a, a that's what she said joke plan but i lost it when we well, do you remember it? No. Oh. Well, if you remember it, we'll edit it in later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll punch it in. That's how I do it in Scott Cast. Let's do some canned laughter, too. <laughs> ah. <laughs> you know, still don't have a laugh. I used to have a laugh track. <laughs> you know what you need to do, Scott? Every episode of Scott Cast, every time you have a guest on, you'd be like, okay, we need to record you laughing like Jeff Goldblum. And then you just like take all the laugh together and you make a laugh track of that. I like that. That'd be fucking yeah. badass. <laughs> It'd be like a bunch of <laughs> bunch of, bunch of laughs. Completely cacophonous. Like he doesn't even recognize. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody has to do it at the same time. Yeah. Okay, I Now we are on to the final segment of the tournament. Well, fi- penultimate segment. Okay. We're going to give our Scott Castigators, since they have listened to like an hour and a half of this, media recommendations or food recommendations, mm. things to treat them and their eyes and ears and m- noses. And all the holes. And mouths. And all their orifices. Orify. Orify. Yeah. You're the oracle of Orify. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Good nickname. Yeah. And Scott's high school nickname. But not the reasons you might think. Oh. Oh, I'm pretty sure I know what the reasons are. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. I got this gear stuck. Okay, I'm good. I'm stuck for a second. <laughs> the only person who could get injured <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> you shouldn't leave stuff on the table. You shouldn't leave holes right. for me to put oh, things put in. Yeah, don't leave here. the Orify over here. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so we're going to give me Jesus, Sneaky D. And, uh, to do this, we have two upper, two ways to go about it. Mm. We can either uh, do the Saxon finish, which is when we use simple, plain language after the end of a very flowery speech. Like to, a Trump speech? To hit a, hit a point. No, he's not Big flowery. <laughs> but I guess that's dramatic, yeah. He's all Saxon. He's not a Saxon finisher. He's a Saxon mm, It's not man. Anglo, England for that Saxon. He's a Saxon man. Anyways, and... Uh, where was I? Fuck. Damn it! You came interrupting <laughs> well, my damn I phone. had a question. It was a legit question. I'm trying you to understand. You know what happens when I, my I phone need, gets interrupted? I need to know. You got to get out of the river. If you can't handle no, the river, get out of the river. I can the handle the out. river. You keep noosing me and dragging me back Sometimes in. a fish is jumping out of the river. It's like, hey, hey, look at me. That's me. I'm the fucking fish. So I had a question about Saxons, and that's that's my prerogative to understand the game. Yeah. Maybe when I'm done talking, you can start fucking questioning. But I might not remember it later. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll patronize me for not knowing the rules of the game. Let's see here. <laughs> so you can either do that. If you got that. Okay. Or, Simple finish to a complex thought. Or you yeah. can rhyme the whole thing. Mm. And you got to keep that rhyme going. Mm. You know? I mean, you could switch the word you're rhyming, obviously. But, you know, gotcha. I, want it, I want it to be Seussian. What? Oh, is it Dr. Seuss? No, the other Seuss. I didn't know what the fuck you said. You said it could be Susan. I was like, Susian. Oh, okay, I got you. David, you give the recommendation first. I went, la- I went last time. Okay, fine. Ian, you give me a recommendation first. All right. So uh, I watched a film on Shudder this morning. It was uh, Blood for Dracula. It's a 1974 film, I believe. 
produced by uh, Andy Warhol, starring okay. Klaus Kinski. That guy made, no, not Klaus Kinski. That guy made movies? Starring uh, Udo Kier, not Klaus Kinski. Udo Kier. Udo Kier. So um, it's about it's a Dracula story. Nice. But it's it's. I didn't even we didn't even plan that you had a Nasferatu drink and then we just had vampire recommendation. That's kind of just my persona that happens, you know. I like that. So basically, the story is like Dracula's <laughs> dying. He's like kind of withering. He's been hanging out in Romania and like eating vegetables for some reason. He's like a vegetarian. Junk food, basically. <laughs> Those vegetables are terrible <laughs> for you. Like, oh man, this isn't working. Uh, I gotta find some virgins. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> you really like that's like when you're like I was a vegetarian for a year, and when I s- stopped being a vegetarian, you're like I gotta find some virgins. <laughs> Whoa! Basically, I was <laughs> I was the Oracle of Orify over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was living right next to Bozak's Meat Market. <laughs> oh, nice! And they have that huge locker of meat. That yeah. was the first thing I did. <laughs> Was I went to that meat locker? I just like window shopped and picked up like, like I got this thick, fucking cut of gypsy bacon. Like, like you didn't ease yourself pounds. back in at all. <laughs> no, you just went straight for it. That's that's what I did. I oh, went the virgin route here. Yeah, yeah. So there's no virgins in Rom- Romania apparently. So he's got to go. <laughs> what? He goes to Italy. None. None. <laughs> Money. And that's kind of the, the story. Is like he's he's on his deathbed essentially he's got to get some virgin blood in him before he croaks so that he can kind of be revived and and carry on the dracul dracul lineage gotta do what you gotta do yeah players gotta play um he uh comes upon a villa with like this couple's got the uh, several uh young daughters and they're like of marrying age so he's like oh one of these is probably a virgin, maybe. I don't know. The couple's like kind of struggling, you know, it's tough times. So they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to definitely marry our daughters off to this mysterious count because he's a count. He's got to have some cash. So there's like some uh, kind of subversive, like anti capitalist messages throughout the film, which I appreciate. Isn't that what Andy Warhol's shtick was? Um, like, like, is Andy Warhol anti capitalist? I don't know about that. He was, he was the 15 minutes of fame guy. Yeah. He's, he's kind on. of a, he yeah. like capitalized on capitalism. He was very, but I thought that was the point is like, it's ironic. He was like, maybe it's this is shit and you guys are eating it up or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that much about him. Would he be capitalist like in the sense of like the people who own the means of production? He kind of just caught on as a meme, right? And he people, was like the first meme kind people of people yeah. really loved his style and buying it at mass produced. It was like an NFT basically. He didn't have the, the multiple copies of the same image. Yeah, it's not like it's not like he It's like Board Ape Yacht Club. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly it is actually. But it was before yeah. Mm-hmm. It was before it was a thing. This man was ahead of his time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he made an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking made the first NFT. <laughs> we should make an NFT of Andy Warhol shit. <laughs> Be like, that's you can't it. do that. <laughs> can't wait to get that fucking letter. <laughs> <laughs> See, so After so Universal so. finished with us, it's it's a dinosaur. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so tell me how how do you feel about the movie? Was it good? I appreciated it You're for what it was. It. Mm-hmm. I liked some of the the messaging of it. Describe the feelings it gave you. Was it hopeful? 
Um, I didn't feel very hopeful about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real downer. <laughs> it was, uh, it was kind of like, it was a weird vibe. It was like kind of silly, but also like kind of gross, like a wet blanket hobo hug. Mm. Nice. I knew I feel that. Now that's yeah. a Saxon finish if I've ever seen. So proud, like <laughs> flame and wet hobo hugs are not really. really the conflict of the film was Dracula needs virgin blood, and turns out like the 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 gardener servant at the villa has been fucking all the daughters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he keeps like approaching the daughters like. Oh, I'm looking for a wife. Will you marry me? Are you a virgin? And they're like, oh, yes, I'm a virgin. And he, like, sucks their blood, and then he's like... Wow, he's sensitive. Yeah. What is in this dude's cum? He, like, pukes up blood all on the tub, and he's like... Damn sluts. This blood from (laughs) whores is killing me. Oh, my God. And then, like, the last 10 minutes, he just gets fucking dismembered with an axe, and it's fucking rad. That is the coolest way I've ever heard to dispatch of a main villain. Like, quit. I'm going to fuck you. You're going to die anyway. But we're going to lose you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. If he could have found a virgin, he might have been okay, but it was destined for him to be dismembered, and it was it was, like, kind of cheesy and hilarious. Like... There was a chase across the property, which is like this vast sort of uh, Italian estate. And he like gets an arm chopped off and he's running down the stairs and he's spraying all over the place. And then he gets the other arm chopped off and he's like hopping around. Wow. And he like jumps up on this like fucking stone uh, terrace and gets his leg chopped off and he falls down. (laughs) yeah, it's bad balance then. It's, uh, One leg, man. Come on, you can you can bounce. Is this leg. supposed to be funny? <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> but I, I I really like the last ten fifteen minutes are like really enjoyable in terms of like camp value, and like the first hour and a half is like, eh. So you're recommending the last ten minutes of Andy <laughs> Warhol's Dracula? Yeah, I'd say you could like <laughs> jump around the first half just to get the plot points. I mean, if you heard the plot points here, you basically got it. Mm-hmm. Last 15 minutes is like a laugh riot. Have <laughs> some drinks with some friends. Watch that shit. I'm into it. It's a pretty simple way to end the succinct. Watch that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Watch laugh that laugh shit. riot. Wa- laugh, laugh riot. Watch that shit. Watch that shit. That's some Roger Ebert type fucking writing right there. That's some, that's some whatever the word is for it. It's probably that. Yeah. <laughs> What was the word again? That's a Saxon ending. That's Saxon. That's Saxy. Saxy. So tell me about it, uh, David. Ian Saxon over here. Did, so, would um, you watch that movie? I last watched 15 minutes. Last 15 minutes. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bigly. <laughs> um, so, what are you going for? Are you going for rhyming or the Saxon finish? I feel like you only get one point with the Saxy finish. I mean, that's just the finish. I mean, you could you do can, you can spray. Times. You can spray finishes around. <laughs> you could. You could keep finishing, and you could do that. Mm-hmm. I go. Uh, I go with the same because I, I feel like it's going to be an apples to oranges thing if I don't. If I rhymes, I could rhyme all day. You know. 
Okay. I just may. You're down by the bay. <laughs> get some play. <laughs> hey. That really how you're going to go for it, huh? Yeah, you could go for it. So. But I'm trying to be, which which would you rather hear about, The Suicide Squad or Peacemaker, which is based off The Suicide Squad, is still running? I, I'm into Peacemaker right now. Oh, there you go. Bias. So it's like basically this guy, <laughs> kind of other than the sexism and the being slightly racist and the, you know, the... All that stuff, all those negative attributes, identified with this guy, you know, he's kind of like and misunderstood. You know, it's like he's um, he doesn't realize that he's a he's a lat. Like I like the character, the fact that he's like he's the butt of all these jokes, but he doesn't realize it because he's kind of a dummy. You know, it's like yeah. he's um, he gets a, he puts his foot in his mouth all the time. It's John Cena. It's it's John Cena. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So a lot of times you mentioned John yeah, Cena. I know, right? Right? I'm, I'm surprised it didn't come up. Yet. It's obscena. Yeah. So basically. He's this guy who's like he thinks he's awesome. He thinks he represents like America. He's a patriot. He has this he has this big um, gaudy you know this really cheesy outfit that he wears, and he's like yeah, it strikes fears into the fear in the heart of my enemies or whatever. And like you look ridiculous, and he's got like this metal plate over his head. You know, it's like this shiny um, chrome kind of thing, and it just looks ridiculous, which is the original costume or whatever. So they, this, they stuck to that, so they leaned really hard into that. That he's just like really cheesy he's like yeah america he drives around uh, a car that's got this the, it's the shitty muscle car it, it specifically they picked out james gunn picked out like a shitty muscle car that like was known as being like kind of janky and he drives that around it's like painted you know the stripes the american flag on there and everything and like his whole house is like the american flag it's like this kind of you know like a shitty house that he lives in and i don't know it's like half it's like a trailer or whatever but anyway so it's like he's uh, he's got like a pet eagle and the eagle's called eagly you know, he's like, that's the name of the bird is Eagle. He's like, yeah, he's my best friend, you know? And it's like, everywhere he goes, it's like, he's, um, there's well intentions, but he just, he thinks he's a superhero. He wants everybody to like him, but he's actually, you know, ends up being a villain. He's in prison. He's been put on the suicide squad because he was in prison for killing people. Cause he's like, yeah, I'm gonna protect America at any cost kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of realizing that maybe like he has this awakening at the beginning of it. Cause he almost dies and he's like, Maybe I'm not really like that great of a guy. Maybe I'm, you know, people see me as a super, like a super villain. I'm a superhero, you know, and I got to relearn. So he's like, now he's forced to work with a team of people. And those people are, you know, down to earth people. And he realizes like, okay, well, like these are, this is a good, healthy relationship that I can have with people. And it's like, um, they're helping me realize that, you know, I'm a flawed character kind of thing. And, you know, he's like, there's, there's scenes where he's like crying in his bed because he's like so upset. He's like, fuck, fuck, I fucked up. I want everybody to like me, you know, but like nobody likes me. I wonder why. So it's actually kind of cool, and he's a he's a total dork, you know. He's like oh, there's all these scenes where he's like dancing his underwear, and he's like you know rocking out to '80s hair metal. And, I know the exact yeah. shape of John Cena's dick. dick. There's a lot of dick in there. There's some taint too, which is the thing. Little taint, little taint, little taint. We, we're big man, step up our big man, Damn. little taint. It so far still though, there is not a taint scene Uncovered. where it's purely the taint yeah. on the entire silver screen. He jumps out his fucking window. He's like in the middle of fight. He's like, I'm just gonna jump out this window. He smashes through full taint shot with the undie, the tidy whiteies on, mm. and then says, Ah, you follow his taint down as he just like smashes down below, and he's like just takes a brutal beating because he doesn't think ahead. There's just a lot of him just not thinking, and just like falling into you know falling a lot. Yeah, he's not much of a thinker. Is he feeling inspired for your cinematic career and like, yeah, really stepping up the taint game? Yeah, well, you've got taint. Uh, he's he's encouraged me to be taint. taint it's the, it's taint positive. You've got the, taint mentors. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it, you see it in the media and you're like, okay, so he's gone here before. Now he's wearing the tidy whiteies mm-hmm. is the thing. So it's like, it's a lot of taint, but it's covered. You know, it's subtle. Yeah. You see the full canvas there. There's a blank canvas of taint. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I'm really liking. I'm liking that. I'm liking. I'm liking the character piece. It's really cheeky humor, mm-hmm. you know. And, and then, t- I think John humor. Cena. Like, I didn't. I thought The Rock was a fluke, but I'm beginning to think that the WWF WWE yeah. hosts all the great male actors of our generation, and maybe China is going to be the next Meryl Streep. Just these large for action movies and stuff. I mean, they kind of bred them. They they're like, okay, you got to do all these ridiculous lines of being an actor. Because Peacemakers, like you heard how he was described. Do you mm. think you would like him? You mean like as Peacemaker a as the character? As a character, it sounds interesting. Yeah. No, but like like, like him and like feel affinity towards this man, and like want him to succeed. I mean, I appreciate flawed characters. I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You want to root for him, even though, because like you see, his dad is like this white supremacist kind of guy, and mm. it's like he was raised by this deep state dad who's like a yeah, total it sounds asshole. Like, sounds like I would. But he wanted to be a good guy. Dislike him. Yeah, you definitely do in the Suicide Squad because he's like the antagonist. It's like he'll do anything for America without mm-hmm. questioning. But it's like in this one, it's like you find out that his dad's such an asshole. And he's like, you know, very abusive and like and always beating him down and stuff. He makes fun of him for getting shot at the end of the suicide. So you let somebody shoot you and you're pathetic, you know, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And you're like, okay, well, this guy was just trying to be, do the best thing. He thought he was being for America and like doing the right stuff, but he was misled. But he's like, I think he's going to realize that like his dad isn't, he doesn't need his dad's approval because like, fuck that guy, you know? Right. He's the, he's the white, you no, know, I don't want to do any spoilers, but yeah, he's a white supremacist. So Yeah. But he like it, it, he makes a lot of mistakes. Like there's a lot of like a puns in there too. Where it's like he's like like there's like the the waitress will come up and be like thanks sweet cheeks and then like everybody else on the team's like why he just shows his why'd, why'd you call him sweet why'd you call her sweet cheeks? She's like she has very cherubic you know looking cheeks very mm. sweet you know I thought she was sweet so I called her that and like that's not what they mean and then he's like talking to his dad in prison he's like I don't know dad it's like I want to I want to keep trying you know but maybe I've hit my stride yet maybe I'm a grower not a shower and he's like what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, you know, like a grower, like I have a lot of growth left to do. He's like, that's a dick reference. You're, you're talking about a chode. And he's like, no, it's not. You know, he's like an idiot, you know, but there's a lot of that. It's like absurdity. So I like it. I'm into it. Hmm. All right. It's funny. So, um, yeah, I like it. It's funny. It's good. Just watch it. Hell yeah. I'm liking these recommendations. You know, it's cheeky. It's tainy. So nobody really did anything. <laughs> What do you want with the sex and shit, Scott? <laughs> but uh, you know, it gave us a succinct, a few word I recommendation. Maybe at someone the end. would try to rhyme and he, do like some fucking yeah, rapping. Well. I would do John Cena. Could, what, what rhymes with fucking Cena? Subpoena. Yeah. Subpoena. I don't know. You could do a subpoena song. The Cena subpoena. I mean, it would have been easy, but, but like, I just want to do what Ian did because it doesn't seem to make sense to switch topics between two people in the same round. Rhyming was the more challenging one. Was it? Was it? It seems like it would have been. I think I, I could if rhyme you, all day. You, well, if you could have done it, you probably would have racked up some points. Yeah, but it would have been like a bunch. So it would have been like every rhyme would have been a point. So it would have been like, or would have been mean, every every clause would have been well, a point. I don't know. Every sequence of rhymes. Well, I uh, I tallied the points. And you guys are both exactly tied. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even actually try to do that. Yeah. 
I think subconsciously that's what you want. I, yeah, actually, but yeah, yeah. but I took very little manipulation. I think you were hedactodipedic about it. About it. <laughs> so we're into the final round, and I do have a final round that that would be a pretty good round to figure out who is the new pod king. Mm-hmm. So there's no voting at all in this one. Like people don't vote. It's just this straight tally. Yeah. We know now. Oh, yeah. It's just straight competition. So it's Kyle. We're not going to lose to Kyle? We're not going to lose to Kyle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Kyle's eliminated from competition. Ever already the mood in the room is lightened. <laughs> As a, weight, a weight's been lifted off our shoulders. <laughs> Honestly, I thought he was going to take this one. All right. So for the for the final segment, we're going to do uh, pleading, straight up pleading for the Pod King title. And the element of rhetoric we're going to use is hyperbole. So you guys are going to speak hyperbolically about the greatness of Scott Cast. Mm-hmm. So you've already gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just dropped a bomb on this whole thing. And we'll we will a nuclear bomb. I will listen to both of your cases, and we will. That's a bit of hyperbole. I just used. I know. But I would like to finish a fucking sentence. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're taking things here. Uh, seemed like it was okay before. <laughs> seemed like it was okay. I thought it was okay. I mean, I constantly ridicule the man every time mm-hmm. he does this. Oh, so there, there's the element. You ever hear about like uh, that study that they did back in the 40s before they had ethics where they the put a dog no. in a pen and, and like they would shock it? Mm-hmm. Until it gave up, and they were like, "Hey, look, it gave up." <laughs> That's sometimes how I feel. <laughs> Are you the dog? The, the learned helplessness. Yes. <laughs> learned helplessness. And then they open the cage, and they're like, "So you what you're get saying out now?" So I'm saying you should like, keep going. Then what's the point? Yeah, and they're like we're gonna shock you though, and it's like, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I should keep hitting you with it then? No. So you just give up? <laughs> Stop. And you just let me do whatever I want? You're damaging yeah. to Scott. I'm just going to keep doing it then. I'm going to keep shocking you. I'm prouding you. Prouding you and prouding you. <laughs> On to our final pleas. Who would like to plead first? Hyperbolically speaking. No one? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> wow. I'm prepared to plead, but I'm, I don't care to go I first. I can't remember who went last. who went first last time. It was it was Ian that because he didn't you do your review and then I did <laughs> plead for your for your title there dread come on Scott man do I really have to beg do I have to get down on my knees you, you, and, you want me to suck your dick over the whole thing that's what Jesus. you want is that what you want Scott <laughs> huh you want me to keep prodding you about it huh do I have to just keep on going there just going that extra mile huh is that what you that, want from me what do you want from I me need to go. <laughs> That wasn't what I intended. <laughs> what do you want for me? I was like hoping you guys would be like, hey, Scott Cast is such a great podcast. It's the best Scott podcast in the world where you, you just keep prodding people. <laughs> Apparently. It's prod podcast. Okay, so is that your plea? Yes, <laughs> I, I got stopped short. <laughs> that was short. I don't know. Can we go back and forth? Or, oh, you uh, had more thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. You took your glasses off. It seemed like you were just devastated. Like I just dropped a bomb on you, like a hyperbolic bomb, and you just couldn't handle it. <laughs> now, now we're into the point section where you can you can mark that down if you want. Sure. There you go. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You didn't want the bomb when it was dropped before, but now you just now you got to deal with it. You didn't just say anything. <laughs> There's a problem with this prompt. 
and that I can't possibly be hyperbolic about how important Scott Cast is. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> because it is the most <laughs> important thing mm-hmm. in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like Yeah, I want to be Pod King. Um not because I I want to have any sort of control. You're being like the, the biggest sellout the in the pod world right or now. the listenership. And that's but a, just that's not a hyperbole. You to suck my dick. That's not a hyperbole. No, I said I said I asked if you want me to because I didn't say just I was because gonna. my life would be void of meaning without Scott Cast. Nice. So, yeah, I offer myself to the the altar of Scott Cast to be whatever service I can be, whether that is Pod King or. Uh, fan favorite or you know i just want to be a part of this because it is uh invaluable in our times and uh yeah that's it that was great that was a fine hyperbolic speech i didn't expect such well you did because you literally gave the prompt for it. you said <laughs> i expected you to talk about scott cast and how great it was and then he talked about how great scott cast was all right all right so fine. you literally gave him the prompt to win I gave you the same. You literally are the worst at this guy. You're the worst. (laughs) You're the worst at judging things. I gave you the same prompt. You're the worst person I've ever met in the entire universe (laughs) when it comes to judging things. All right, there you go. All right, that's some hyperbole, at least. You really did not understand (laughs) that that it's use these rhetoric devices in service of the prompt, not exclusively, regardless of the prompt. (laughs) But you did go full hog into the rhetoric devices during this game. I got to say, you guys are still both tied, even after all that, because you did say you were going to suck my dick. I did not say that. I said, do you want me to suck your dick, (laughs) which is a hyperbole, because you don't, but it's a hyperbole that you want me to go so far to stroke your ego. So what we're going to do, last tiebreaker round, we're at two hours, so we're going to flip a coin. Who wants heads? Apparently Uh-oh. you. Hey, oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, but who wants the heads of the coin? I want tails. Bitch, I knew it. I'll take tails. He takes heads. We both take. He, he's the first. Nobody one wants to say tails. It. I just said in general <laughs> to these people. You didn't say you wanted heads. Here he goes. Who's got heads? Me. I got heads. Tails. Da. Hey. Wait. Then you got to flip it over. So Ian's potty king. Jesus to a Christ. coin flip. You're the first pod king to serve uh, two terms. Non-consecutively. Non-consecutively. Do you have like a sound effect for when he wins? No. You need to get your sound guy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Ian Dixon, fan favorite, is pod king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, with that Yeah, said, baby, fuck yeah. <laughs> Ooh, some See, there yeah, you go. I love it. That's boss talk right there. Because he's our boss and he's this talking to us. Talk. So how do you want your title to be? He was the Dread Pod King. You know, I want you to call me Master. You want to be the Master Pod King? <laughs> Don't be Spicy Boy. Uh, spicy I'm not going to be King. Spicy Boy. I'll yeah, that. we all can agree on that. <laughs> no one wants to be Spicy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Spicy Boy. Uh, I'll, I'll consider spicy it. Spicy Hobo Boy. And, uh, we'll, we'll report back next episode. What my that'll be the announcement proper title your first decree our enunciation 
Yeah. Okay. Coronation. Yeah, the introduction of reintroduction of Pod King fan favorite Ian Dixon. The return and of the, the new king. Name. Oh. The return of the king. Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. Why don't we just call you fucking Aragorn and call it, you know, Lord of the Rings reference and just call it there. Just maybe. I don't know. Just He's, I don't know, man. Is there like an elven word for Aragorn or some shit that I'll oh, we'll work on it. Something that works there with is. Ian. It's like yeah. a Lindale or something. Yeah, it's Ian Deal. Anyway. Yeah. What did we learn today, guys? I have no idea. Man, we we learned that we're not real good with language, I think. <laughs> I've learned that <laughs> we need to do another game night where I could practice rules of games. We did learn that David's not good with rules. I don't like the rules. <laughs> you don't like I the need, rules. I like it when I know when I, I need to learn the rules and then I then I'm okay. We need to do practice games for David before we play. <laughs> you do like a dry run. Honestly, I probably would have, we probably would have recorded half of podcast if I just like said the rules off mic for each section and then, uh, and then recorded, said the rules real quick for the podcast <laughs> okay. and then played the game. Well, you don't like it when I interrupt to ask questions. I learned that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm trying to understand the rules. In the middle of the damn sentence. I got to ask you when it's fresh. No, you don't. It's going to go. <laughs> if, if you still have a question, that means. Chaos theory. Like maybe, maybe, usually, actually 100% of the time with you, the question gets answered. It gets answered. Maybe. It is almost going to get answered. This isn't fucking Schrodinger's rules, okay? I got to have a certainty. I got to have that certainty that my question is going to get answered. Every because, single time your I question is like, oh, are we playing a game? But I can't be I can't be certain. <laughs> oh, that, what is that? I can't be certain that my attention deficit won't kick in later. So I got to ask now. <laughs> no. It's a coping mechanism. It's what I do. Oh, fine. Are you discriminatory? <laughs> I guess. It's on the, the mic now. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I l- still, I learned that I'm still waiting to hear what happened at the end of the last Hellcast when we were stuck in the ninth level of Hell because that was a hell of a run. That was a good game format, mm-hmm. and we never got the sequel to that. I ended up just getting out of hell. We actually never even <laughs> got the full audio of it. It took way too long. Turns out you can't record podcasts while You're escaping s- from hell. Uh, <laughs> editing hell. You know. You're stuck in editing hell. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's the Scott cast for today. That's the 150th episode. Woo! Woo! Hey, baby, fuck it. Hey, uh, I love Scott cast. Well, that's hyperbole. <laughs> What if Bendy? Emotional, what if Bendy had showed up right for that coin? Was like as it was flipping through the air, and he caught it, and it's like, oh fuck! And he catches it, and he's like, shoots it with an arrow. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, hold on a second. I called heads, and it's like stuck to the wall with heads on there. God damn, that would be epic. Arrowheads. You thought you had this one called, huh? Guess not. Should we just call Bendy and tell him he's pod <laughs> We should. Be like, listen, there's going to happen. You're going to walk in with an arrow. You're going to fucking shoot this coin as it flies through the air. <laughs> and we need you to be like, oh, it's got should, that. Like, I will. I mean, this this will patch through to the sound system. I mean, if he's still we should give it a try. kicking right now. He'll answer if he answers. You're going to do this shit live? What is this? If he it's answers, dead. he's pod king. Yeah. Okay. If he an- okay. If he answers, That's he's right. parking. If he's not, because right we'll now think it's it. it's up to a coin flip. Yeah. yeah. So if Bendy it's going answers, through the air, I'll be like, 
you're on Scottcast, and we have determined because you answered, you were the new podcast. But he has to be like, but he has to also be like willing to take the title. I mean, right? No. Which is gonna consent has to be applied here, Scott. You can't. Your call has been forwarded to an automated <laughs> voice messaging system. What's your punishment for not At picking tone, up? Please record your message. Call me master. How about master Charles? Recording, you may hang up or press one for Spicy more. Spicy boy Charles comes in. Hi, hi, Bendy. This is so Scott from Scottcast. I'm here with Ian and David. Say hello, guys. Hey, what's hello, up? guys. Uh, hi, and we've determined that if you give us a call back within the next thirty minutes or so, um, you get to be Pod King at Scottcast. Yeah. Right now, Ian's Pod King, but that was just because we flipped a coin. But that coin is flipping through the air right now, and we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe somebody with a fucking bow comes in and shoots that coin out of the air, pins it to the wall, and decrees it as heads. And you could just do that metaphorically by like hitting me back. You could just text it too if you want. Just be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll be podking. <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> Please take it. I'll addendum that at the end of this. <laughs> That's the case. All right, thanks, Bendy. That's uh, interesting. Is that the first time we've like podcast called somebody? Yeah, I've never done it. it. Just gets I've patched, had, it gets patched. Through. I got this thing for that technology, dude. Why don't we do that more often? <laughs> Who else can we call? That's the thing is, no one <laughs> wants to pick up a call. I know, right? <laughs> They're like, oh, Scott, uh, he can text me. You know, Bendy was like on the toilet with how fast that because <laughs> there was a ring and a and then a voice. Yeah, <laughs> it was like right away. Ignore man was on the toilet. But that means we'll be hearing back from him soon. What if like Bendy always does everything using arrows? Just like he's like on the toilet and he's like, <laughs> he answers the phone and he like shoots it. <laughs> it's like Hawkeye. He's got different all these different arrows. I haven't watched the new Hawkeye thing, but I assume he has an arrow for everything. You know, it's like, oh, um, here's my arrow for taking breakfast. You know, here's my arrow for. Mm, I don't like this guy walking down the street. Just caught in front of me. <laughs> That one's just an actual arrow. It's just a normal arrow. It's a normal arrow. <laughs> <laughs> it goes through his head. <laughs> arrow to the knee. Okay, guys. So, as far as we could tell, Pod King Ian Dixon, would you lead us out? Uh, sure thing. Hear from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid the adieu. See you later, See you later Scott Gators. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, baby. Woo! Glory be to Scottcast. In the highest. Yeah. Hey, uh, love Scottcast. <laughs> Jesus, Sneaky D. Man, 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 Scott. Now you're the parking.